0: A lot of people have different advice for someone who's just getting started in the business. Some of it can be super helpful and constructive, and other times it's just downright negative. The key is knowing who and what to listen to and then keeping your head down and doing you because you're going to need a positive mindset and attitude in order to come out on top. Secondly, you have to treat this business as exactly that, a business. That's what Guy Migas did for his first year in the business. Listen in as we talk about his mindset, his strategies, and his approach to closing out at 30 transactions his first year in the business. Let's go. Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you wanna close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers, but it's not as easy as some people like bullshit marketers would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies. And I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. Before we jump into today's episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor. I know you're probably sick of hearing that you need a CRM, and trust me, I'm a little sick of telling you that you need one too. The trouble with most CRMs out there is that they're so tough to figure out. They're stuffed with so many bells and whistles that it feels more like a computer science project than a simple way to organize your contacts. And the truth is, CRMs are not supposed to be that complicated. That's why I love Follow-Up Boss. Not only is it easy to set up and get started, it integrates with all of your most important lead sources. You'll get instant access to pre-written drip campaigns and action plans, and features like SmartList help you take the guesswork out of who to call next, and so much more. So whether you're an experienced CRM pro looking for something more powerful, or even if you're just starting out and only have a handful of buyers or sellers to add to your database— Follow up Boss is worth taking a look at. To learn more, visit followupboss.com. If you start a free trial, email me and ask me about my custom drip campaigns designed to help you follow up like a boss. Let's jump in. What's up, guys? Ricardo Bueno here and welcome to another episode. This week, I'm excited to have a realtor who I'm hoping is going to inspire you guys, motivate you guys and kick you guys around to, to give you some energy. His name is Guy Migas. He's with Dream Home Realty in Lafayette, Louisiana. Guy, how are you? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. All things considered, we should have more three day weekends. Just saying. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. But I don't think there are really weekends in real estate. No, that's true. That's very, 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 (laughs) very true. But I'm excited to have you on because, like we talked about, we met over um, on the Red X podcast. And your first year in the business, you did 30 plus sales your first year in the business. So think about that. For anyone listening, think about that for a second. 30 plus sales, first year in the business. Now I have agents who... This has happened before. I have an agent who is getting her license. And it sucks to hear that. So Guy, I'm curious if you experienced this at all. While she was studying to get a license, everyone told her, you better save up six months reserves. It's going to be really hard. You probably won't close your first deal to month six. So get ready it's not as easy as people say and it's almost like this negative talking in your ear. <laughs> and I'm yeah. wondering like you did 30 plus years your first year was how did you handle did you get any negative self talk first of all from close friends and oh, family yeah. or, or anybody and then how do you handle it?
1: So, yeah so I think that's very important. I think a lot of times folks they go out and they look for too much external input on things. Yeah. I, I got to say Do what you're doing, but don't tell everybody, because then they're going to know. You don't want them to know nothing. Move in silence, man. Practice, work on your stuff in the shadows, and then (laughs) then it'll be brought to light once you execute, because what ends up happening is you end up not really making the decision for yourself, and you end up letting outside influences who who have no business in the decision take you off track um, or
0: sort of deter you.
1: Yeah, man, they take you off track or or just outside influence and then it ends up becoming something you're not really doing. You're moving through them. And here's, there's too many basic people trying to give advanced advice. Hey, I did four deals my first year. Well, look, I I don't need no advice from you, to be honest with you. I I don't need any advice. If you're a top producer, you're phenomenal, you're a good person, you're motivated. If you got some input you want to give me, by all means, let me have it. But I don't need advice from expert swimmers who's never been in a pool so that's kind of that's that's what I think man I, I think that uh people let outside influence dictate the outcome,
0: <laughs> which is no good it's it's know? it's again it's negative self talk and negative self talk for a business where we have to deal with rejection and objections all day every day that's that's a productivity killer
1: yeah, absolutely absolutely, but also too it's not a it's common in this business for sure where People, they'll gather together, they'll, they'll talk about all the negativity, but they're talking during working hours and you wonder why you have a negative outcome you all <laughs> not working. It's tough to close that out, but if, if you're at peace about your decision and you work real hard, you should be fine. Your friend, you were talking about who, before she got her license, they were telling her, they were giving her all this advice. I wonder if they were giving her advice on how to actually get business rather than how tough this business is going to be. <laughs>
0: I hey, hope look, so, but script. she wow. went in close twenty six her first year. But but she had to deal with ignoring all of the negative self talk because there's so much of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that I think that's a good. I think you kind of wrapped it up. You know, <laughs> just ignore it. <laughs> ignore. <them. laughs> Don't listen to them unless they have something something of value that they can add. Man, yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. So you were about to say something, and I and I sort of interrupted you. But for you, was it? a certain level of preparation that you knew you had to be ready for. A lot of people say, I don't think scripts are a bad thing. I think you should learn the scripts to the point where you have them memorized and they become a natural language of your own. I think people that say, no, I don't want to do scripts, but then they're not prepared for any situation. I think that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the problem with scripts is that people are too scripted with it. (laughs) So, and then another thing is everyone has a script. Mm-hmm. Everyone who says they hate scripts, they all have a script, because if you really sit down and you think about what you're saying on every call, you're saying the same thing. It just sucks. <laughs> you know you're, you're, not, you're not saying the right thing. So here's the thing about it. So have you seen the New Joker movie? Did you yeah. see that?: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so Mr. Phoenix, uh, at one time, the character of The Joker was a script, right? Now, if he gets on stage and, and, and in front of the camera and he just reads it, it sucks. <laughs> But he internalized it, he made it his own, and then he performed it in a way where it was undeniable, where you forgot that it was an act, right? So everything is scripted. But if you could predict, if you could learn a script in a way to where you're comfortable with it, and you could perform it in the right way, mm-hmm. it helps you know the outcome of the conversation. It's like I'm cheating. I have the test. I have the answers in front of my face. <laughs> Every cell is a lot the same if you say most of the same thing. Yep. You get very basic objections to where I may get one or two objections on a call, maybe, where everyone else who isn't working on a script or who isn't super prepared, they're getting 100 objections and they're getting smoked. But There will be one you won't be able to answer if you don't have a roadmap for what you're
0: asking. For, for what you might say.
1: Yeah, it's predictable.
0: Yeah, I had a coach tell me once that he would have his agents... Every day, they would write on a bunch of index cards, maybe a a thousand index cards. Sounds like a lot, but really, you would write an objection on each card. And every morning when they'd Mm -hmm. wake up for the first year, he'd have them pick out three objections at random, three or five objections at random, read them out loud, and rehearse what he would say to counter that objection. And he goes, "That's awesome." he, he goes, what you realize after about month number two or month number three, what you realize is that you're not really answering a thousand different objections. You're answering the same four four to 10 (laughs) objections phrased a thousand different ways.
1: Yes, absolutely. But the only way you're going to get those same four objections is if you're walking the client or the prospect down that road to give you those objections that you know you can knock out the park. Now, I don't know about you, and I don't know if this is meant to be like a cold (laughs) call talk, Uh, but my motivation on the call is to get an appointment, not to get the listing. So I'm not handling any objections other
0: than that's, stall. That's a very good a point. Say that, say that again. Yeah.
1: So again, no handling objections on the call. The call is a, the only objection I'm handling is objections regarding the 20 minute interview I'm asking. Whenever you go and you start trying to list the house over the phone, now you're dealing with commission. You're dealing with of contract. You're dealing with
0: a million different sales agent. things.
1: You can't beat them. You cannot. They will. Whoever's asking the question is leading the conversation. And if you have the client drilling you a question, you're going to fall off eventually. I don't care how good. That call will get the best of you if you handle objections over the phone rather than just trying to get an appointment. A real appointment. None of this BS. I have a buyer (laughs) stuff.
0: So, okay. So let's let's back up. You're getting ready to kick off your first year in real estate and for a lot of agents enter this industry, a lot of agents leave this industry. And somewhere I read that a stat that 87% of real estate agents quit after two years. We deal with frustration, (laughs) we deal with challenges, it becomes exhausting after a while. What did you do to set up your first year for success? What was one strategy or a couple of strategies, either mentally or tactically, (laughs) like tactically that you did to prepare?
1: Yeah, so so if you're asking if I was, Frustrated, challenged, and
0: exhausted. <laughs> yes. Yes. S- slap on a Absolutely. pandemic in the middle of it.
1: All, all of you. Oh, oh my God. All of you. Oh,
0: oh man. God. Yes. That's I why, that's why we drink money. so much at conferences, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, but you know what though? You know what? Here's what I think is important too. Before
1: I got my license, I was an agent before I got my license. I, was, I knew my scripts. I knew how to handle objections. I don't think you can give me one that I don't have at least somewhat of an answer for. So I was prepared, but I was also committed. I wasn't excited about real estate. I knew exactly what I was getting into. I was opening a sales business. I was starting a new business based around cold calling strangers, asking them about listing their most valuable possession. It's a big thing. It, it's massive, so I knew that I was in for I was in for a. a grind. I was in for a battle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think people get excited. They got their license, and excited's the wrong emotion. Get past excited, brother. Move past. Move right past excited to commit it, and just know that find you something that'll push you through those frustrating, challenging, and exhausting times. I'm more worried about my family being exhausted, frustrated, and challenged than me on my day to day life. Um, that's I mean, a very good point too. For, for big checks.
0: Yeah, that's I'm a very, that's a very, that's a very good point too. having a good. Yeah, uh, it's either you, know, you deal
1: with it or you'll be back on the clock. <laughs> you know, you'll be working about an hour again here shortly.
0: So how did you set yourself up that first year? I mean, you're obviously mentally prepared. You obviously mm-hmm. know how you're going to handle objections. And your primary goal is get the appointment, get the appointment, get the appointment. I had an agent who she would cold call every day for the first 3 to 4 hours of the day and her goal her entire goal was just to schedule 2 appointments. And she wouldn't stop calling until so she scheduled 2 appointments. And that's what she did. She went on 2 appointments Monday through Friday. 2 appointments Monday through Friday. She tried to do weekends too. She ended up closing I think 26 transactions her first year, 38 in her second.
1: Easy. Easy. So look there it is. There it is. Hey, I'm telling you. Cold calling for sale by owners is one of the easiest things I've ever done in my life. In <laughs> my life, awesome. there has never been anything easier That's than cold awesome. calling expired and for sale by owners. Because here, here, here's what it is you have a house to sell, I sell houses for a living. We're a match made in heaven. And at the end of the day, I only want what's best for you. So I can call you with clear intentions because I'm not going to take an overpriced listing and I'm not going to do anything to hurt you at all. I'm gonna give you my opinion on things, it'll be just that. But at the end of the day, I want to help y'all get to X whenever y'all want to go. So, but if you have that mindset, man, it's easy. And that's the secret. The secret is to make enough calls and schedule enough appointments. And if your script's good, if your script is good,
0: it's just a matter of time. They'll they'll um, open up last more, week, and more and more.
1: Yeah, man, yeah. And it's pleasurable. I enjoy it. I put on some music and I have fun. These people aren't mean. They're mean because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> They're mean because you hit them with the, hey, you want to sell your house.
0: Oh, my you God. Know?
1: That's why people are being mean to
0: you. you know? I'm laughing because this is so true. This is so true. Yeah. 100% true.
1: If you just get good at calling, if you just get good at communicating with people.
0: So uh, what was one of the first calls you made maybe earlier on where you felt like you just did everything wrong and you just you felt like you fell flat on your face? Did you ever experience one of those? I
1: had one last week. It
0: was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> horrific.
1: That guy wasn't giving me nothing. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: that's awesome.
1: I get smoked on a regular basis, but the, the reason... The reason is, like, you know how when you're trying to conversate with somebody and they're just not giving you nothing, they're,
0: they're not having it, yeah.
1: They're just not talking to me, <laughs> so it's like, well, I guess uh, call me if you need something. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna, we can leave this
0: here. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and, those uh, happen,
1: man. Those happen.
0: It's you know what. Shoot. That's just, that's just it. You get up and you move on to the next one.
1: That's it. But look, that day, so that was, that was Tuesday. So Tuesday, I made five calls. I only had time, just a little bit of time. I got three appointments, one smoked, one didn't work well at all, and then one no answer. So, okay, I'll take that every day. And I listed that. I listed one of those houses on Sunday. And then I have a listing agreement in place for the other one. So I'm going to list two off of that call session. That's awesome, it, man! It's it's not hard. People just have to get good at it, which means study, mm-hmm. rehearse, be ready to perform, be be energetic on the phone. The, that woman told me the one I listed. Well, my new client that I listed on Sunday, she told me that she was getting calls from a bunch of agents. Okay. Yep. And her kids, they would listen on speakerphone with her kids. Oh wow! And they were having a competition to see who would end up who they would end up working with. So, Sunday after we signed the listing agreement, she says, Oh, my kids were pulling for you, by the way. So, what do you mean? She said, oh, Yeah, wow. whenever you call them, you were their favorite. It was like a competition. No way. Like, oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I said, Well, they're obviously excellent judges of character. I meet <laughs> these children. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome, man. But she said it was because I was excited, I was energetic on the call, I wasn't flat.
0: If you guys are listening to this and you've never called on expireds, by the way, if you guys are listening and you've never called on expireds, the second an expired hits the market, there's a million agents competing to make that phone call. So so yeah, being able to stand out and differentiate yourself and not be, I don't know, aggressive maybe, maybe that's not the word I want to use, but being able to get them to open up in a way that sounds like it's not just all about you, it's about Mm -hmm. them, really and what you can do to help them, that's a skill. There's some yeah. finesse to that, and, and it comes with learning and practicing your script. So,
1: And also, too, I, I would advise that the word what you're saying isn't so important as the word you're not saying. So your tonality, your approach, how you're, how you're hitting certain downs. That's why,
0: that's why coaches will say stand up when you talk because it comes through even on the absolutely. phone. They can't see you. But that energy comes through on the phone 100%. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And look, man. Ricardo, I'm not sure what happened. What, what, what you think stopped it from selling? That's a lot different question to an expired than um, were you guys um, getting action, or something <laughs> like that? you know? It's a lot yeah.
0: different. Yep. You get that, or they
1: laugh at you and hang up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the things that we often talk about, or I do a lot of like one-on-one calls with other agents, and they'll say, I, "Well, I want more listings." of course we all do. <laughs> I tell them, we have to, what, who do you, who is your ideal client? Like in software and in marketing, we always talk about product market fit. Who is your ideal client and is your product a good fit for them? So what I try to tell agents to do is think about who is it that you really want to work with? What type of consumer do you really want to work with? And then I know data isn't all that sexy, but if you identify with a specific type of consumer and you know, all, everything you, there is to know about that consumer then you can talk to them excitedly and intelligently and convincingly about what it is you're trying to sell. And so some examples that I give to this, for example, is one of my agents who has uh, two moving trucks and she loves working with people with downsizers. So she's targeting two-story homes that are looking to downsize where they live there for 20 plus years and they have over 80% equity. So she does a twice a month direct mail campaign. She calls them and she's just gifted at the art of getting people to right-size their home. Then you have other people who are like you, guy, who are great at expireds, But I guess the point I want to get across here is don't try to pivot from one strategy to another strategy to another strategy to another strategy With, within a period of 30 days. You have to think long game, I think, when you're implementing any of these strategies. Guy, for you, was it you knew you were going to go after expireds, and, you know, where did you get your data? Where do you get your data? or do you use any specific technology for that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. So actually, uh, I started with for sale by owners. So because I I lacked resources, I didn't have any money. So I had to be resourceful. So I started out with for sale by owners. I didn't have money for leads or money for data for expired. So I just went with the lowest hanging fruit. And I didn't have any outside people telling me how scary for sale by owners. So I went into it naive, like, I'm (laughs) going to list a bunch of for sale by owners, no problem. Well, so I started, I started out with for sale by owners. I would just hop on, uh, hop on Zillow or something like that, mm-hmm. find their numbers, and call them. But then here recently, I ended up hooking up with Renex, and that's, been, that's made life so much easier. It's just everything's right there for you. All the numbers are there. You're able to list at a higher rate. And then now also, too, I just did make... Now I started, I started to call expires as well here a couple months ago, and that's been working out fine, too it's all very similar. They have houses, they have houses and they want to sell them. It's really, it's all about the same. And as far as targeting and knowing your clients, so kind of like your friend, man, I look for, I look for homes that I think might have some equity. I look for properties that look like they're about eight years old or so at least. Yep. And I'll call them because the reason they're for sale by owner, of course, they want to maximize their equity. But it's not, it's probably not because they're upside down in the house. Yeah. Because a lot of new constructions, newer homes, they borrow a hundred percent. They don't have the equity to pay an agent. Yep. So I feel like they're looking to make the, they're looking to maximize the equity. They don't have to though. If I can show them how I can make it easier for them, I have a shot at that. Yeah. If they're upside down, they're upside down. So I usually don't, I usually don't mess around a whole lot with newer
0: homes. And then Redix has to be great because you're tracking all that data. You got the leads right in there. It's, they have a power dialer and you can just track your numbers at the end of the day, week, month, whatever.
1: Yes, absolutely. The, and the return on Red X has been awesome. Um, That's great. I don't know exactly what it cost me a month. I can probably pull it up, but I know I'll get, if I call for a week, I'm going to get a list. If I, <laughs> if I call three times, three hours a week, I will get a list. Yeah. No doubt. At least so, some appointments.
0: So now it's just a math game. Awesome. You know how much you have to throttle it or not. Exactly. So I was going to ask you, do you have a sort of... One of the things we often talk about is like CRM and follow-up process. What do you do with the people that aren't ready to convert right now? Do you have any sort of follow-up or strategies in place for getting them like into a CRM to follow up with them later?
1: Yeah. So I'm a bit of a caveman. (laughs) <laughs> I could barely operate this computer. <laughs> I mean, just barely. It's tough. I don't know how to do spreadsheets and none of that. I probably need some help. i probably need some help. But my follow-up strategy with sellers is consistent, predictable calling. So I have this one lady who laughs every Monday whenever I call her because I do all my (laughs) follow-up on Monday. Hey guy, I was waiting for you. I was telling my sister that you were going to be calling here in a little bit. (laughs) I said, Yep, I sure was. How was your weekend? (laughs) Is there anything I could do for you? You know? (laughs) Make it predictable. Even if they have a friend in the business. I get that one a lot. People are scared when people have a friend in the business. And I ain't worried about that one bit. You know what that tells me? That friend's just as comfortable as you are. So I bet you I'm going to display more effort than your friend because your friend isn't going you. They think it's just a layup. They're just going to get it. And then they're going to be mad whenever I get that listing because I've been following up. Yep. Because look, Ricardo, I don't know if you've ever been let down by a friend. I'm sure you've been let down by a friend. I feel like maybe that might happen again. And will your, <laughs> will your friendship make it through? I don't know. Y'all might not be friends no more. Look how should not even calling, you know? I don't say that part, but I mean, so consistent follow-up with sellers and then buyers, I send out my whole sphere of influence, whatever. I'll send out an email a couple of times a month, market updates, interest rate updates, kind of what's happening. I'll Do you share, give up like,
0: after a certain point? Like I've been trying for three months, nothing came up. You just boom. keep it consistent forever.
1: Absolutely. I just left pictures this morning from a house. I called this woman for six months and got to the listing. Follow the follow-up, the keys in the follow-up, that's where the money's at. And man, I've listed somewhere I've called for a year. Like, yeah, absolutely. Right before my year made up, I called the guy. So probably about 10 months. 10 months I called that guy until he finally listed with me. I sold his house and his vacant lot in three days. I didn't do anything special it's just timing that guy might have bought it no matter what but sure enough finally I listed it and sold it sold in three days so don't give up man build a relationship with him that's the trick that's the trick so no matter what let's say he doesn't list his house with me he still knows an agent who's been calling him every day every week for months he at least knows that I'm a solid guy that I that I he has my attention and he doesn't have nothing for me you know? Who
0: do you think he's going to call when he's ready?
1: <laughs> me or someone else, but probably me.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: And I won't be upset either way. I'm not upset either way. Uh, so
0: what, what are some other sort of common objections that you run into? We talked about one a second ago. Oh, I have a friend in the business. What are the recurring ones that come up for you?
1: So the way my approach is on the call, it's more friendly. It's more down to earth. So I don't really get a whole lot. So my, my script is like if the Yes Master script met like a Southern gentleman and they had a, <laughs> they had a baby script. <laughs> yeah. And then that would be the script.
0: Oh, that's but, awesome.
1: Uh, so I'll get the common one. Let's say we introduce ourselves. Hey, this is guy from dream home. talk about the house you have for someone, or for self Is it available? They'll say, yeah, but look, if you, you're wasting your time, I don't want to list it. Yeah, I don't know if you ever got that one. That was real easy. No, 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 sir. Not at all. I have no interest in this in your house. I don't know you. I don't know the situation. I don't know the house. I'm not even sure if I can sell it. I was just calling to get some information about the property. Do you have a minute? Boom. You continue on the script. From there, I'm asking them about the property. I'm asking them where they're heading, this, that, and the other. And really, the only other ones I get is stalled. My friends in the business, that's one. There's like a thousand different ways to handle that one. I don't know if you want me to get into it. I can definitely give you all some, um, but other than that, it's just stalling. If you get all the way to the end, I usually get the listing or give you appointment. Robert.
0: when you when people are stalling, is your goal just to get a date? Like, just try to get a date for when they might consider listing, or if they hit-
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna dig in and find out why they're why, so. Let's say if I ask them, hey, look, if I can get you to where you guys are heading, you' net you what you need in your pocket, would you consider interviewing? If they say no, like sometimes, no, look, I really want to sell it on mom. I say, yeah, hey, yeah, I completely understand that. And, and I, God bless you. I hope, I hope it works out. Let me ask you, though, what's more important that you guys sell it yourself? Or is it more important that we get you the most money possible for your family and this transaction goes smoothly? Of course, it's better. Of course, of course it is. But look, let's get together. Let's get together for 20 minutes. Take a look and just make sure that you're not leaving anything. Is that fair enough? Yep. That's fair enough, right? Of course. So if they're stalling because, hey, in six months, we don't have to be out of here for six months. Six months, I got you. Well, do you know the average days on market in your neighborhood? Hmm. Okay. Do you know how long the process is contract to close? Why don't we do this? Why don't we get together and take a look? Maybe we can capitalize on these interest rates and the high demand and, and get you there in time because six months. In reality, isn't a super long time. What do you say we get together 20 minutes and just take a look at it and see if it makes sense? Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't make sense, I don't want to do it either. Yep. If, if you don't play your cards right, Mr. Seller, I'm not going to list it. <laughs> you better be nice to me you know, or you can end up with like a bad agent, you know? And, and I think there's a line between confidence and cocky. And I don't mind blurring those lines. Because I am confident, I'm cocky in my prediction. I'm mm-hmm. confident in my preparation, but I'm always humble in victory or defeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who says that? I think it's a fighter, but it's true. I don't mind losing it, but I am confident in my abilities. I'm certain that I only want to help you. I promise you, I would never do anything to help you, to hurt anyone. Period. And I'm okay if you go with someone else too, because there's no scarcity. There's no lack of homes if an asteroid hits the town <laughs> one over i'm still going to sell a house in this city yeah. you know uh, next week so there's no scarcity so there's no reason to have that desperate and desperate mindset
0: yep so guy what are some other you talked about Red X and using RedX in your business are there any other tools or 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 things that you think are important for an agent right now or that you're currently using in your business to have a smooth have a smoother process mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, so Red X, of course, look, if, if, if you guys are just passing y'all tests, you're trying <laughs> to make the bleeding stop, by all means, be resourceful. Don't, don't spend all kind of money. But I think Red X is worth its weight in gold. If I can go back in time, I would absolutely start with that from the beginning because I can only imagine, I listed over 40 properties in my first year. I think I could have done more. That's awesome. I, I'm certain I could have done more. So, Red X, I do like, like Facebook advertisement. I don't believe in paying for leads from those websites, which shall not be named because I refuse <laughs> to give them publicity. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say I got to pay my MLS dues to where I can get access to that stuff. Give them, give it to them, and then they sell us back the lead. I don't like it. It's a, a issue situation. Uh, I so, I like Facebook leads, learn how to run those. I think that could be beneficial. Any type of marketing, marketing isn't like this um, pretend word that everyone throws around. There's a, there's a real theory to people who know how to market, surround yourself with those people and let them help you if you don't know how. It can make a huge difference because even if you get all kinds of listings, if you're not leveraging them the right way...
0: To get more opportunities. You're,
1: you're missing out. You're missing out because that listing isn't just an opportunity at double inning and get one buyer, man, you can get 50 buyers. Yep. Of it. So definitely yep. uh, Mike Sherard. I know your company as well does some cool stuff. I would find someone that fits with what you're trying to do. And I would absolutely do some marketing. So at the end of the day, I use RedX. I have constant contact as far as my CRM, which I send my emails out with. And then I, I run Facebook ads, things like that. And then, that's really it. I don't really know what else you need be honest with you. And, and a, then, phone.
0: You a phone. Give me a phone. What's one thing that you see a lot of agents doing with a little little ROI that you would advise a new agent like you that was just starting out or, or really anyone?
1: Yeah, well, if we're going to talk about that 87% of people that, that quit in the
0: first two <laughs> years,
1: man, there's a lot. There's a lot in there, man, because it's not necessary for you to fail. It, it's really not. It's almost scary how easy it is to get business. Now, taking a contract to close is hard, but it's, it's scary, easy getting business. And I see a lot of people wasting time just in general. You're hanging out with agents. You're going to eat lunch with agents. You're going to drink coffee with agents. You're hanging out at an office where there's no customers. There's no <laughs> clients at that office. You should never be there. You should be fired it's, the first time you go to the office.
0: It's call uh, reluctance. They're avoiding the thing that, they need to do, and it's make those phone calls. I was building
1: up to that. I was building up to that. So look, great minds think alike. Look, look here. People get extremely creative with things that bring them no money in order to avoid (laughs) making phone calls. That's what I was building up to. They'll figure out anything to not have to talk to someone about buying or selling real estate because they've been conditioned to think that they love homes, they watch HGTV, this is going to be fun. <laughs> no 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 no. You just opened a sales business and you have no pipeline. You better get to work, Buttercup, or uh, else that's you're awesome. not gonna do any business. Your family and friends is a terrible resource of leads.
0: Uh that's <laughs> my family's awesome.
1: terrible. They have no credit, they never buy nothing.
0: <laughs> i have uh, to
1: them the down payment. I don't wanna sell them people nothing, man. I love that's them but they awesome. buy
0: me out. You know? Well, Guy, it's been a pleasure. It's been real fun. Where do we find you online, man?
1: So, uh, yeah, guide Me guess on uh, Facebook. I just started a YouTube channel. Uh, I only have one video right now, but we're building, we're uh, working. Brick by brick. brick. Yeah, yeah. So just Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Guide Me guess the Realtor. And
0: right on, man. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate the time. Love the energy. You're awesome. Thank you for sharing some words with us. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Weekly Boost. If you got value out of this episode do me a favor, head on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. Oh, and one more thing. Do you want to know how effective your online marketing strategy is? In order to succeed in real estate, you need to learn how to market yourself well. Find out how your marketing strategy stacks up against the competition by visiting ricardobueno.com forward slash audit answer a few simple questions and get an instant audio course on how to level up your marketing today. Again, that's ricardobueno.com forward slash A-U-D-I-T. See you next time.